Welcome into Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 A Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. All right, welcome back in to the Fitness Fanatics. We're having a little technical, technical. issues this morning. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have, we're going to have to hold off on Lisa for a little bit. Nick's on his way swinging in here. We still got that echo, uh, but we got all the hype mix, hot mics fixed at least. So you guys will take it away <laughs> here for a little bit. Kay. And then, uh, like I said, we'll have Nick in here. He's kind of the guru of this stuff. He'll help it out. And then uh, we'll have Lisa in about five minutes or so. Now on now on our show, you know, if the mics are still on during break, we don't talk about anything right. in, interesting, really. No, I, I hope <laughs> so. that if you if it was on, you heard us talking about form and kicking the bag. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harrison just joined Farrell's and is doing the ten week challenge. Yeah, this be week four coming up here. How how did how did week one go? Uh, week one was tough. Just trying. It wasn't so much like yeah, you're super sore, but obviously doing ticket weeknights, you're here late. And then getting up around four or five in the morning, depending on if I'm going to actually wake up and eat breakfast or not, or sure. if I'm just going to eat a bar yep. on the way there. Uh, but then once doing that, week one, week two, you kind of get over the uncoordination. Right. <laughs> so I put it because it's like it's something new. I never really worked on bags before. Uh, and then, yeah, week three, I feel like it's really starting to come together. Like now it's a lot of fun coming in there. kind of know what you're doing and you're kind of ramping up too. Right. Like I, I, I like the fact that you can do it for i mean you guys have been doing it forever but with the bands and the more you know in shape you get the more you can move those bands the more you can go sure. up in those bands so you just keep working on the same muscles uh, just ramp up despite you know even if you're doing kind of similar workouts those right. bands you can get really creative with i always think like one of the things I, I tell people is i wish there was a way and jeff i know you will know this and you will too harrison and once you get done i wish there was a way you could bottle up how you feel at the end of your 10 weeks and give people like a taste of that before they sign up um because it 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 changes everything about the way you do everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like you, you physically feel better. You mentally feel better. You have this routine in place now. Um, it just, it just feels so much easier when you're all done, if that makes sense. Well, and something else I thought was cool. Like I, I always thought like the biggest loser at the beginning of when they start, they do mm-hmm. interviews with themselves mm-hmm. and they're like, like if we would have done this with Mark, let's say, yeah before he started his, his 10 week challenge. And we were like, okay, Mark, I want you to talk to your future self. Yeah. When you're a hundred pounds lighter, cause that's coming. Right. He's going to get there. Right. Um, you know, what would you tell yourself? Right. And you know how they were like, don't go back to this way. Like they, so they give themselves advice. Sure. How they're going to be when the show's over right. or when they're done. That, that's so cool. And I just love to, you know, anything worth having, um, or anything worth doing is going to take time. Like we live in an instant gratification society. It's always been that way, I think. But um, I think things like social media um, have amplified it a bit. And and just the amount you grow, and, and I know this is Lisa's bag, so when she talks again, I'm sure she can talk about this too, but um, the amount of payoff there is in investing and putting time in and making these little baby steps and then looking back and saying, I did that, um, you grow in your confidence so, so much, right? The same thing I'm sure when you ran your first marathon, you're like, ah, and you start <laughs> training for it and then you you finally do it and you're like, oh my gosh, 
I I just did that, right? right? Like there's just this huge wave of accomplishment that comes with it. And I, um, I, I get really excited to watch our 10 weekers um, because you go from struggling to figure out how on earth do you wrap these wraps around your wrists <laughs> right. um, and how do you get this o-ring on your legs to do inners and outers <laughs> yep. um, to people just coming in with this like air of confidence in this mm-hmm. I get it even after week three right but at, the longer you're there you just you just know it. it's just who you are it's it's what you do yeah it's like when mark comes in now mm-hmm. he just struts in like yeah i'm here for work right right but when he first started you know you're you're a little self-conscious and and you know like not sure what you're doing and what you're getting yourself into but now after i think he's been at this since april so he's going on seven months mm-hmm. seven mm-hmm. Uh, you know now he's just coming in gets his bag knows what he's doing gets his stuff and 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 tears it up yeah now harrison did you get perfect attendance this week Harrison. Sunday hit the virtual, or not Sunday, okay. Saturday. So okay. you did, then. yeah, yeah. So okay. first first week, which is big for me to get that perfect, because I told you, I think it was Tuesday. I was like, yeah, get the perfect this you week. Did. I was done. You did. So yeah, Sunday or I keep saying Sunday. Saturday hit the virtual. Um, I love and then virtual it, workouts. Yeah, it was kind of nice because I, I feel bad for my girlfriend sometimes because she's like, you don't want to do anything at night anymore. I'm like, yeah, I'm just like <laughs> crazy busy. <laughs> and so it's like, it's kind of nice that way we can, you know, I don't have to go to bed super early mm-hmm. Friday night. I can still get up, you know, don't have to rush around, fly everywhere. Um, and then even hit a nice little mile run as well. Sure. So kind of doing stuff like that. I think that's another part of ferals. It's like, even, even if you're not necessarily hitting ferals all the time, you kind of learn how to work out again right, and right. you get that mindset of like, if you miss one, it starts to bother you. And it's mm-hmm. like, I've been, I'm building consistency. So say, you know, if I do happen to oversleep, worst case scenario, you can catch an afternoon one. And then here mm-hmm. comes Nick, by the way, our technical difficulties guy here to save the day a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And like I said, just the consistency is making it a lot easier for sure. me. Sure, I think, you know, um, I, I'm a, I'm a big person. Um, when things get out of control, uh, a big focus for my life. And the thing that I try and preach to others is you control the things that you can control. Um, and, and ferals is one of those things or working out in general is one mm-hmm. of those things, right? Even if my entire day is a mess and I don't know where anything's going to be or what's going to happen. I know for those 45 minutes, that's in my control. Um, even if I do it at home, I know I can control it because it's something that that i'm doing yes yep and yep. then uh, real quick let's try to get uh brandy back in here as we have nick in here lisa uh, lisa. Or lisa you're brandy <laughs> bring lisa back in here and then uh have her yep there we go all right we should be good here lisa right. are you there all right i'm here that's just connection issues. I think we're good here. Okay. 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 All right. So Lisa, we're going to get into your running group. So I want you to start off like, cause I know you told me a story about how you got started with your first marathon. Um, so why don't you share that story mm-hmm. and then we'll, then we'll get into, uh, how the running group got started. Absolutely. So I used, and one, I loved teaching did, but who I was. I just Wi-Fi now. And one evening. I think we're having uh, Wi-Fi issues now. Are you, do you have pretty good connection with the Wi-Fi? Because <laughs> we can hear you fine. There's no echo. It's just crackling in and out a little bit. Is out. Or we might have to go back to the phone here. Uh, just because of the Wi-Fi, we have the audio is all set up now, nice. But I think we're 
having a Wi-Fi connection issue now. <laughs> so just stacking up today. I blame this all on Jeff. It, it, I mean, if he really would have just, oh if he would have just planned things out a little better. Well, let's just keep it going. It sounds like it got a little better there. So okay, we'll try it out and see if the Wi-Fi gets better. It, but at okay. this point, that's all it is. Right oh, now. we can hear you now. Yeah, you sound good now. Okay. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. okay. Wi-Fi is good. So we're set. <laughs> Fitness fanatics. Here we go. It's gonna be a great hour, hour coming up. Ten fifteen. We're ready. Ready. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, like I said, I used to be a kindergarten teacher, and one night after teaching, I happened to be working out at the Wisconsin Athletic Club, and I wandered into an information night for team and training. I didn't know what team and training was, but I found out that it's a a part of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And as a volunteer with team and training, you raise money and awareness for blood-related cancers. And then in exchange, they teach you and train you how to run a marathon. They also train it one or a marathon is one option, but they also have the option of doing a century bike ride or a triathlon. So I had never ran further than three miles at that point. And I did not know anyone that had leukemia. And I signed up on the spot to join team and training and run my first full marathon, 26.2 miles. Just on a whim. In Anchorage, Alaska. Yep. Just Which is how I make decisions. I just kind of (laughs) jump I love it. I love it. You're speaking my love language, Lisa. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how I just signed up. And it turns out that Training for a marathon is very, very hard, but we ran in honor of someone that's an honored patient, somebody that had or has had leukemia. And the honored patient that year, that season that I did team and training happened to be a five-year-old girl named Riley. And I didn't know Riley, but I felt like I did in the eyes of all of my kindergarten students. And so I wore a hospital bracelet with her name on it. And when I didn't feel like going for a run, I would look at that bracelet and remind myself that Riley didn't feel like going to chemo. And that was enough to get me out the door. So through team and training, the longest training run they have you do is 20 miles. So when I showed up in Alaska at the starting line, I would be running my furthest run ever by 6.2 miles. My sister had given me a disposable camera So I don't even know if they make those anymore, but there were 27 exposures. And I had that um, wrapped around my wrist. And as I started the race, I didn't take a picture of any of the beautiful scenery. I took a picture of every single mile marker, which was the perfect distraction. But when I got to mile 25, that's when I started to realize that I was actually going to finish. Like I had 1.2 miles to go. And then I saw a woman standing by the side of the road holding a sign that said, thank you, team and training. You saved my life. Mm -hmm. And I was trying not to cry so that I could breathe. And when I crossed that finish line, I was honestly a whole new person. Like I was so proud of I raised five thousand dollars. Um, for the Leukemia Society. And in 2005, as a kindergarten teacher, that felt like a lot of money. Sure. Um, and I had just finished a marathon, 26.2 miles, that most people say is impossible, right? And so all of a sudden, I felt like, if I can do this, like, what else can I do, right? Like, how have I been holding myself back 
unintentionally sure. just because I thought that there was a limit, right, as to what I was capable of. And I it wasn't a conscious thought. But that's how I had this fire that was lit in my soul. Because when I learn something, I think this is how teachers are. If you're someone that's wired to be a teacher, when you learn something, you really want to teach it to other people. And I learned something that fundamentally changed who I was. And I felt like I had to tell people. My husband would tell people, like warn people not to talk to me. Don't talk to Lisa. She'll try to convince you to run a marathon. (laughs) And it's true. I would. But it wasn't necessarily about the running. It's about crossing that finish line and knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can do impossible things. And that that's actually just the beginning. Well, I do want to give a, a shout out to team and training because Nicole was, she was kind of disappointed she wasn't going to be here because she started her triathlon career through team and training. So she awesome. had used team and training to do an Olympic uh, distance triathlon. Um, yeah. So she, she wanted to make sure that I brought that up um, yes. before we move on. Okay. So, yes. So she was, that, that was, that really helped her, the group, the coach. Um, and again, it's like you said, like, when you didn't want to go run 10 miles, you look mm-hmm. down at that bracelet and that little girl that, yeah, she doesn't want to go to chemo. She'd rather be going to kindergarten class or playing right. with her friends or riding her bike or something else. But, you know, so it kind of puts our, our, the little bit of pain that we endure while we're running, um, right. it doesn't even to compare to what she was going through by no fault of her own. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. All right. So after that marathon, you started. Now, did you decide to start this during that marathon or was it in a different marathon that you decided to start this? So it's interesting. When I crossed that finish line, here's what I knew. As soon as I crossed that finish line, I decided that I was going to run a marathon in all 50 states. So for one reason, because I felt like I wanted to keep doing hard things. And another reason is I love to get a trip out of it. I mean, (laughs) I love to travel. So the idea of like earning a trip by doing something hard was very appealing to me. So I decided to run a marathon in all 50 states. My sister that had given me the disposable camera decided that this was a brilliant idea. So my second marathon was her first and we've been running together ever since. And it was in train, let's see, my 10th marathon, I was training for the Flying Pigs Marathon in Cincinnati. And when I was training for that, I was doing the longest training run that I would do for that particular race. And it happened to be a 23 mile training run. And I was doing the training run right by Henry Vilas Zoo that we already Mm -hmm. brought up. (laughs) That's exactly where I was when this happened. I was doing the training run and It was a really warm day. It took me probably just a really exceptionally long time for me to start getting comfortable on that run. And when I finished that run, I looked at my watch and realized I was running about 12 and a half minute miles. Now, when I started for background, I I felt like I was a 10 minute mile runner, but that had been in 2005, right? So over time, I wasn't getting faster, I was getting slower. And so that doesn't really feel that good. I had two thoughts that were basically overlapping. The first thought was, 
no one can say I'm not a runner because I just ran 23 miles. Mm -hmm. And almost overlapping that thought was a very powerful voice that said, you shouldn't have to run 23 miles to say that you're a runner. Right. And just like that, it was like a like a lightning bolt, the 12, I had the idea for the 12 minute turtles. And it was based on that 12 and a half mile run. But it actually has nothing to do with 12 minutes. It's just the idea that one foot in front of the other is good enough, right? That the movement is good enough and showing up is good enough. So that's where I got the idea for the 12 minute turtles. And it didn't become the 12 minute turtles right away. That was like, the idea came to me. I told my sister and two other girls about it and that they were all on board. We had been calling ourselves the 12 minute turtles, but it wasn't actually until the pandemic that I became a certified running coach and officially started the 12 minute turtles running group. You know, I love that you talk about just one foot in front of the other, Lisa. I was sitting here thinking, so um, my siblings um, and all of our husbands participate every year um, in the St. Jude Marathon down in uh -huh. Memphis. And um, I say, you know, I say marathon, but we, none of us have ever done the full 26. Um, we do, you know, the 5K, the 10K, um, the half. And last year, um, my middle sister, she was like, I'll run the, the 10K with you. And so... We got to mile six and, um, we're, you know, we're, we're at this like crossroads, this fork. And I said, how do you feel? And she goes, I actually feel pretty good. How do you feel? And I said, I feel pretty good. And, and she said, do we go the full 13? And I was like, I don't know, man. Do you think we can? She was like, I feel like we can. I was like, oh, I kind of feel like we can. I said, well, let's find someone to help us. Like, let's find a coin. Let's flip a coin. Heads, we go 13 tails. We just, we run it in. Sure enough, we flip tails and we just looked at each other and she said, we're going to take it. We're going to take it mile by mile, um, step by step. And we put on like, um, we synced our headphones together. And for the next six miles, um, you know, we would run a song, walk a song. We would skip um, a song to give our legs like a, you know, a different break. Um, and it, just watching different people and going those extra miles, like you were talking about, like crossing the finish line when you finally did it, um, you can do it. It's just convincing yourself and not looking at it as this giant thing, but the thing that's right in front of you at that particular second. Mm -hmm. I love that. Wow. That <laughs> talk about a <laughs> split decision. Like, I know. <laughs> and we, and we even, we, you know, we got, we started going six and a half miles. We were about six and a half. And I said, I don't really want to do this anymore. And she goes, I don't either, but we can't turn around. We've already gone. So we FaceTimed my mom and dad and they were like, go, you, you flipped a coin. You're going to go. And so we did it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh. So what does like what what can you do for people for the well are we up we probably should take a break real quick and then we'll get into what actually I want to hear about these training. 12 minute turtles. Yes, yeah, I'm Brand excited about this. Brandy's contemplating doing I really now, am now. Have you done a full marathon in Nebraska yet? <gasps> no, I have not. Okay. This could be our time to shine. Oh, uh, yep. We got oh, the Lincoln, Lincoln full marathon is always in April. So, April, okay. And it ends in Memorial Stadium. Mm -hmm. Now, you run and you finish running across the 50-yard line in Memorial Stadium. It's really cool. Wow. So we'll, we'll talk about the 12-Minute Turtles and what you can do for people and help them train. When we come back, um, Lisa Robb is joining us. We'll be back on 93.7 The Ticket, Fitness Fanatics.